there and welcome back to the Morning Moxie show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today on the show we have Beth Moore. And she is talking to us about basically the, the title of its unanswered prayer, but she's talking to us too about just a vibrant relationship with God. And that's something that I've always admired about Beth Moore, and it's so evident in her talks and everything is just how much she really is passionate about Jesus and how she just does life with Jesus. He's not something she puts on the shelf or just brings up every now and then. He, she like lives and breathes. At least it comes across that way. Jesus, every day she talks to him. She has a vibrant relationship with God. And that's the way that God wants us to live, you know, just in constant communication with him. He's our best friend, you know, a passionate love relationship with him. And it's possible. It is absolutely possible to live that way. Here's Beth. You know, God entrusts different journeys to us and we trust his sovereignty because we have to believe that our father, if he knows, if we as comparatively evil parents know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more our father in heaven will give to his children. And his word says in 2 Corinthians 1.20 that All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And I truly believe that through the power of the cross and the resurrection, that our God is a yes kind of God. I mean, he said yes through the cross, yes through the cross. We have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And so I believe with all of my heart that anytime there is a no, there is a hugely consequential reason for it. In other words, somehow or another, it matters. It matters in my calling. It matters with what I've been put on this earth to do. Somehow, if I, as clearly as I knew how to pray within the will of God, and I was not just praying the lusts of my own flesh, that when I do not get what I have prayed, then I have to believe with all of my heart that by the time my father is saying no to me, his child saying no to you, his child, he's got a very good reason for doing so. And I tell myself continually, if, if, if there's a no, it is to get me to an oncoming yes. There is another yes, a bigger yes that that no would have detoured me from. That if I'd have gotten that earlier yes, I never would have gotten to that door. And that was the one that had eternal consequences. That is where I'm heading. But for whatever reason, I'm not complaining. You would understand if I could really tell you the details. But just like, trust me on this, just like you would speak in generalities um, yourself in a public place like this. For whatever reason, God has seen fit that there would just be an ongoing and long, really difficult situation in my life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And can I say, you know when you spell long with a lot of O's? Somebody know what I'm talking about? You know, it might have so long, just difficult, where a lot of days are really, really challenging. But I got to tell you something. What, what it's done for me 
And this, this almost makes me tremble inside because I don't want to ask for this for the rest of my life. I have to know that I can't be superstitious and think I'm going to jinx myself by saying this. But I'm going to tell you what's happened out of it so far. The thing that I've prayed above all other things, the thing that I want more than anything else is Jesus, keep me. And I don't mean just keep me as yours. I am his. Nothing can pluck me out of my father's hand. I don't mean that. I have been wild about him since I was 18. I don't know exactly how to explain it. He, he is the greatest romance of my life. And I have had love and I have known love. And I am loved. And I love people. I love my husband. My husband loves me. But the uncontested love of my life is Jesus. He is more real to me than anything, anything I can see with my eyes or touch with my hands. He, he is, he is the thing to me. And so what I've asked him for above all else is keep me. Do not let me lose that. Keep me, keep me. Where you are everything to me. And sometimes when that is your prayer, then a lot of other things that might have crept up as an everything get pushed down so that the one thing that is the true thing can be all things and you're everything. Does anybody get that with me? Okay, so case in point. About four days ago, I was at the Pet Smart with Queen Esther getting her hair done. She was at the hair salon. Now, Queen Esther is my border collie and my very best friend and my shadow. She goes to work with me every single day at Living Proof, every single work day. She is the ministry mascot. She is my shadow at all times. When I post pictures and you see her in some edge of them, it is not because I called her over. It is because she stares at me at all times. When I first, if you know anything about border collies, this is how they are. When I first got her, I set her in the front seat, but she stared at me like this until finally I had to move her to the back seat because you just, you know, you can't just drive with someone staring at you constantly. But she stares at me all the time. I am her entire life. How I feel about Jesus, Queen Esther really feels about me. Um, she just feels like I'm for such a time as this. And, and so she was at the beauty shop. And so um, I had, it was taken a pretty long time. I'd been sitting out in the car for a while. I'd gone next door over to the office depot and tried to look for the ultimate pen. Does anybody but me just try to look for the ultimate pen? I don't, I don't know where is the ultimate pen? Where, 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 where is the ultimate pen? I had an ultimate pen. They quit selling my ultimate pen and I've been in a depression every since, and that was about 10 years ago. And so I was over there looking for that. I, I've got a whole pack of pens. I got some new paper because I think you know, you'll write better if you have a new pen and new paper. It never does work, but I always think, y'all have no idea how good my books are until I write them. You have no idea. They are fabulous. And then I start writing them and something happens because this is just the way it works. And so I, I'm, I'm just trying to bide my time and until it's time to get Queen Esther. And I, I see as I'm out in the parking lot waiting in the car, I see four what looks to me like older high school students. They're all wearing the same t-shirt. And I thought, I wonder if they're in band together or I wonder, and I, it had occurred to me, I wonder if they're in a church group or something like that. But they were just going in a place of business. I was in kind of a, you know, a strip center where there were several different um, 
places of business and they were just kind of going in and out. And so, I don't know, I just, I just noticed them. And so when I went and got the queen and brought her out to the car, as I was walking to my car, I could see that there was something in under my windshield wiper on my driver's side. And so, you know, I, I, so I thought, well, it's going to be where there's going to be 10% off sale at one of these places. There's going to be something, it's going to be sales of some kind. Well, it wasn't. On it, it says, God loves you. I hope you have a great day. And it is signed Church 137, which is a church in that area. I didn't know it at the time. I had to look it up. I'm going to read it again because it's very profound. God loves you. It's just exactly in the handwriting you think it should be in. Identical, just exactly the way, just a teenage girl's handwriting. God loves you. I hope you have a great day. I'm going to tell you something. When you've been through what I've been through lately, I pulled that thing off and went, God loves me. I am having a great day. I am having a great day. God loves me. And here is what occurred to me. That this still matters to me. And I don't know. I think sometimes had it all come together. And the word had lost its edge. Because I wouldn't have needed it so badly. It's like, oh. But no, it was like, God has sent me a message from heaven. He loves me. He loves me. And God wants me to have a great day. I told Queen Esther, we're having a great day. Because it still nurtures childlike faith in us. Anybody understand what I'm saying? What keeps its edge to you? 30 years later, not every moment where it's standing the hair up on the back of your neck, but that the world still gets to you. The Spirit of God still moves you. You're still led by him when you see somebody and think for some reason, I feel like I'm supposed to go over and talk to her and just say, I'm going to tell you something. You were so loved by God. And it still gets us. That's the gift of dating him. I think that's what the Sermon on the Mount is all about. Blessed are we who need him enough to know it. We will always get him. Always. First Timothy 1.5 has our key word in it. First Timothy 1.5 says, The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. I want to read that again. The aim of our charge is love. The aim of our charge is love. Melissa, my youngest daughter, made her life study the biblical languages. So she has several masters in Hebrew and in Greek, and she just loves it. This is her life. And so she, um, she 
wrote out this verse when we were doing 2 Timothy together. And she said, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. She said, Mom, in Greek, this would translate most literally as this. The goal of our instruction is love. The aim is love. The aim is love. That in everything we're called to, when he becomes our aim in life, that everything for the sake of the gospel, remember when we first launched our topic together, we talked about coming to the position, the situation, okay, is this a place where I really do, um, I walk in my rights or where I lay down my rights? And we, we were taught that we do what is for the best sake of the gospel because the aim is love. The aim is love. Let me tell you something. When we've got everything else going, but our hearts have become as cold as stones, something is wrong with us. In John chapter five, Jesus said to those who made a life out of the scriptures, he said, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that through them you have eternal life, but you do not have the love of God in you. We could study the scriptures all day long, but if we don't have the love of God in us, all it is is legalism to us. Love drives everything. The aim of everything is love. The aim of Bible study is love. The aim of our worship is to bring and aim our love. Everything, everything. At the end of it all, the aim is love. I love Galatians 5, 6 that says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. I wanna wanna say something to you because I've been thinking about this a lot before we leave this place, when we're talking about being disciplined in the spirit, I just commend you after you leave this place, remember that even as we've just said that with that it's nothing without the love of God, but with it, it is everything. Listen to me, listen to me. If we're gonna leave this place today and honestly, we're gonna build up muscle, we're gonna, we're gonna increase in our spiritual athleticism, we have got to be in the scriptures and we've got to have prayer. We've got to, we just got to. I'm gonna tell you, I don't know what your experience is, but I'm gonna tell you that I can walk into prayer so mad at somebody that I am nearly cross-eyed about it or so devastated over something, so heart sick over something. I can feel so hopeless walking into it over a situation, over a relationship. I can walk into prayer exactly like that. And I come out of it 30 minutes later and I feel like a completely different person. Do not tell me that's an imaginary friend. That is the power of Jesus. And that's the power of bringing it to him and going, I'm gonna tell you something, I'm at my wits end here. Listen, I tell on people to him. Anybody else? I mean, that's the place where I get to go. Do you know what he said to me? Do you know what she said to me? Did you hear that? That's where I say, I don't know if I've got this in me again. And then right there, he puts it in me again. That was Beth Moore. And you can find that on YouTube if you search under Beth Moore Unanswered Prayer. You can also find out more information about her at her website, lproof.org. I hope that you have a wonderful day today and a wonderful beginning to the week, and I will see you again tomorrow. And remember, go live your 320 life, Ephesians 320, more than you can imagine. God bless.